This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski with you. And we will talk about the best offensive coordinators in the NFL in just a bit. But first, we'll share a little bit of breaking news here. A statement from uh, LeBron James's uh, family spokesperson here uh, just got posted. Uh, yesterday, while practicing, Bronny James suffered cardiac arrest. Medical staff was able to treat Bronny, take him to the hospital. He is now in stable condition, no longer in ICU. Uh, we respect uh, privacy uh, as, you know, uh, health is certainly developing there. Uh, deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes. So Bronny James uh, self uh, suffering a real health scare at practice yesterday. Uh, but thankfully he is out of ICU and uh, on the men. So thank goodness for that. All right. So let's now talk about an article that PFF came out with, and that is that they power ranked the top offensive coordinators in the NFL and a couple of provisos here that when it comes to offensive coordinators, really, you know, any coordinator in the NFL, it's sometimes difficult to discern what the offensive coordinator is responsible for, what the head coach is responsible for and say a specialist or someone like that uh, in terms of calling plays, whatever, because every coaching staff, is very much made up uniquely. They're like snowflakes. They they are all different and special uh, in their own ways. So when it comes to power ranking offensive coordinators, sometimes it's difficult to actually isolate what they are responsible for. Uh, and so there may be some names that don't get included, like Kyle Shanahan, someone like that, because either they are the head coach or they are the de facto offensive guru, or say you have someone who isn't labeled the offensive coordinator uh, you know, basically doing the lion's share of the work, whatever it is. So this list may be a, a little bit flexible, but number one on this list is Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. So Joe, uh, I will start with you as far as uh, your take here. Do you feel like that Ben Johnson is the best offensive coordinator in football right now? Well, 
I was very surprised that he didn't seem to get uh, a lot of takers when it came to the head coaching carousel this past offseason because of the trend that we're in and with looking for the next great offensive mastermind as your head coach last play caller. I thought uh, more people would be uh, calling Ben Johnson than they did. And you, and you look at what they did with Jared Goff under center, fourth in the league in yards per play, yards per game, which is whatever. I don't really look at that much up there as well, top five. They were fifth in points per game, fifth in points per game, right there with the other elite offenses. So, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the ranking. Now, yes. I'm glad that you set it up in the manner that you did because I would prefer a list of play callers, but I guess that's what makes this more controversial because there are some (laughs) names that I don't think should be anywhere near top five, top 10 OCs in the NFL, but I have zero issues with putting Ben Johnson as the number one offensive coordinator based on the results that we saw one season ago. Yeah. Like, down this list, I believe number six uh, belongs to Eric Bieniemy, the former Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator, now with the Washington Commanders. What do you do with someone like him? Because Andy Reid gets a lot of credit. Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in football right now, uh, if mm-hmm. not over the last several years. And Eric Bieniemy certainly had a role to play in all of that, but how much of a role is a big question mark. And perhaps it's one of the reasons why he went to Washington in the first place so that we could actually find out how good he is on his own. And that Mm -hmm. could perhaps propel him to becoming a head coach somewhere or something like that. So in terms of politics, share of the workload, all of that, this is a really tough list to put together. Now, if you were asking me specifically about Ben Johnson being atop this list, That might be more of a hell no for me. I think he is in the top five. Certainly, I think he's in the top five, but I don't think he's the best. And that is in large part because for me to make Jared Goff elite, to make him Super Bowl caliber, he needs to be more of a play-action quarterback than he already is. Now, look, first year with Detroit, the play-action rate was quite low. And to me, it was surprisingly low. Because you knew what made him effective with the Rams, and then you decided to go in a slightly different direction uh, with him, and it didn't quite work out. And so then Ben Johnson comes in, uh, perhaps implores a little bit more play action, and I think it was one of the big reasons why Detroit's offense improved drastically in uh, Jared Goff's second year there. Um, But at the same time, I still think we could see more of it. It could be at an even higher level. Now, if it is, then I think suddenly... I'm willing to entertain the idea of Ben Johnson being the best, but I need to see a little bit more. I think there's still a little bit more room for growth and it's not a guarantee that we're going to be in this spot. The lions last year, ninth in success rate, sixth in EPA per play, both really good marks, but I think there are other numbers that we can point to from other offensive coordinators where I would say, actually, I find this even more impressive given personnel, given investment, Uh, in the overall offense and to me I like the Seahawks Shane Waldron as the top offensive coordinator in football and I think that's in large part because 
you know, you look at last year and you go, okay, yeah, Detroit should be better that, you know, Jared Goff, he went to the Super Bowl. It should be fine. We were not expecting this from Geno Smith. We were not expecting to consider him a top 10 quarterback. And then suddenly he goes off. Yeah, the wide receiver position, absolutely stacked in Seattle. But for Geno Smith to become a top 10 quarterback, that requires a true genius at offensive coordinator. And we saw that with Shane Walker. I think that's a great look because Pete Carroll gets all the love out there. Now, Geno Smith and come back and all that and everything he did last year. Yes, uh, he got some pub, but everything else goes to Pete Carroll. How is Pete Carroll doing this with this roster? How is he? You know what, guys? It's a really good roster. And it, and they also have a player on defense that they added last year that most people were not talking about nationally. Uh, because there's a guy named Sauce playing in New York that probably uh-huh. should have been the rookie of the year uh, with Woolen. I mean, just th- this is – they've been adding a lot of talent. It wasn't that long ago this Seahawks defense was like all-time bad, and and now uh-huh. they add Witherspoon in the draft, uh, the cornerback out of Illinois to that defense. I-, I like the direction they're going. They were laughed at in the Russell Wilson trade. And I think the Seahawks are going to be laughing in the end, but I like the Waldron pick. Um, The thing about this top 10 list at PFF for best OCs, as much of it to me is about projection of this season. Like how do you have Eric bien as the sixth best offensive coordinator? Yeah, I guess he's technically been an offensive coordinator in the past, but he not really, we haven't seen him be the offensive coordinator yet. So I, I question that. I find myself questioning a lot. Like, how do you have Bill O'Brien as three? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Based on what we just saw. Now, chances are that we're not going to see a repeat performance and they're, they're going to turn things around and Belichick is going to get everything figured out. Yeah, I'll buy into that idea. But Bill O'Brien third? I don't know. Uh, Kellen Moore is a projection, right? It's a projection of how things are going to change with the Chargers and how Herbert is going to push the ball down the field. The I didn't have an issue with Todd Munkin, and I like the hire, and it's going to be an upgrade over Greg Roman. 
but a guy that's gone back and forth with the college and the pro game, you do have some wonder about how he's going to perform. I mean, I just can't. I mean, I'm sure Jake Hassan was like irate if he looked at this list. How do you have Matt Nagy as a top 10 offensive coordinator in the NFL? I, I have no idea. Matt Nagy can't now, hurt me anymore. How, Jake, he's eighth on this list. Offensive coordinators in the NFL. That's insane. It is Matt Nagy is my sleep wild. paralysis demon still. <laughs> Sometimes lists are made to make waves. Matt so people, Nagy it, sleep setting. It gets people talking. I don't think that's what this was. I think it was just Sam Munson's like, look, <clears throat> the Chiefs are going to have a top three offense. We all know it. And we have to put the offensive coordinator on this list, even though he's only offensive coordinator by title. Right, because Andy's calling the plays. Like, does, So does something like that yeah. in, totally invalidate the list, or you just take that one thing and you throw it out? I, the Biennemi one bothered me. The Matt Nagy bothered mm-hmm. me. And uh the rest of the list is fine i ken dorsey i kind of yeah i was about to say ken dorsey like that one bothered me yeah okay yeah why why did that bother you because of we we saw a step back with allen last year and that was his big chance to take over for dayball or or what well i i think you hit the nail on the head it was that a lot of this list involves projection and it's it also goes back to the whole why i you know, had an issue with Ben Johnson being number one, because a lot of us are projecting the Lions offense to be the reason why they make perhaps a deep run in the playoffs. And it's entirely possible that what we saw from Jared Goff was a fluke. Like, why is it that Geno Smith's uh, performance a year ago could be a fluke, but Jared Goff's isn't? That to me is the disconnect. I feel like that what you see is what you get from both quarterbacks and that golf still has some room for growth, despite being a veteran. uh, If we see some more play action, but I thought what we saw from Geno Smith, I don't think it's recency bias to say that what we saw was legitimate in large part, because look, what happened with Seattle was you had some really bad, inefficient play calling. That offense should have been way more effective under Russell Wilson in his final couple of years. And it wasn't because they were talking about running the football. And when we did let Russ cook, bad things happen, et cetera, et cetera. No, put Russell Wilson in better positions to succeed. And they weren't doing that. Now you're dealing with sort of a reset button with Geno Smith, and it's largely working out. Like that's truly, truly impressive. So, that lesson should be applied here where you go, okay, yeah, it is impressive that you're able to kind of hit the reset button with Jared Goff, but it's also possible that this whole thing could blow up and he doesn't play very well. What are the backup plans? What are your plan B's in Detroit if Jared Goff does not play at a high level? I don't know what they are. And I know that this is naturally a difficult exercise because you have so many unknowns, but that means that Ben Johnson is not a slam dunk number one offensive coordinator. Yep. It's this list lacks consistency for me. So if we're going on, are are you a projection list or not? If you're a projection list, you can't have Sam Howell's offensive coordinator at number six, right? Mm -hmm. You can't have golf's offensive coordinator at number one. And yeah, I think there is a chance that, 
it was a complete fluke. That's why I'm looking at other teams in the NFC North while they are the Lions, the, the heavy favorite right now. So I didn't love a lot of this list, to be honest with you. But we're at a time in the NFL where, okay, we have 10 offensive coordinators listed. How, how many offensive coordinators across the league are even calling plays? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, yeah. it's nowhere near what it used to be. Right. I mean, that's what's going on with the Cowboys uh, now with McCarthy uh, taking over play calling duties. What's that going to mean for Dak Prescott and company? Uh, Paul, you have a question about the Seahawks. Well, since you guys are pretty high on Waldron. So one thing we talked about when you guys were out, one thing I brought up was looking at Kenneth Walker, maybe for NFL rushing leader or NFL touchdown rushing leader. Best number was 30 to one. And you look at his workload last year, he had five games of under double digit carries, but finished with 228. Average of 15 and change per game. So if he gets into that, like that 275 range, I mean, obviously, look, you got to fade an injury, but is that something that at that number that could be of interest to you guys? And I, which way would you lean one way or another? He had, I think, fifth most red zone touches as well, carries as well. I think that's a good look. Don't you, mm-hmm. Ed? Uh, yeah. As far as I, I, just workload alone, there aren't many situations that, that like like uh, Kenneth Walker is in right now with Seattle. Yeah, they bring a couple of rookies in. They've got DJ Dallas, but nobody threatening his job. Nobody threatening his job. And if the Seahawks play with a lead a lot, then you know that Pete Carroll's going to go on the headset and say, hey, guys, we need to run the football a good bit more. The, the conservatism, I think, will ultimately reign supreme. And th- there are other paths to this, right? Like, if Geno Smith isn't trusted as much, then maybe they rely on the running game a little bit more in short yardage situations. If that happens, then Kenneth Walker should be out there, right? So, yeah, I think that's a good look. Yep, I agree. Yeah, for sure. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the richest deal in NBA history just went down. We will talk about that and some of our favorite NFL markets to bet into right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.